Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff. Game two the preseason is now over as the Eagles and Browns tied tonight in Philadelphia at the link in what was, you know, a typical sort of sloppy preseason game for the most part. Eagles didn't have their starters in for too long. The starters that did play, by the way, which were not all of them, of course, you know, no Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown or any of those guys. But there were some uh, starters on defense, um, which most notably for me was N'Kobe Dean, who uh, got some playing time today. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about some uh, stock ups and stock downs as far as what my take and opinion is from tonight's game. Before we get into that, welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. If you got any comments, any questions, if you want to just connect with the program, you can email us at petwgp at gmail.com. Again, that's petwgp at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank all of the platforms for carrying Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff, that being Amazon, Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, audible.com. Pretty much you can find me anywhere. Um, and then if you would, if you really could please take a moment while I have you and just hit the subscribe or follow button and rate the show, I'd greatly appreciate it. It would, it would really help the program out. Uh, and I thank you in advance for that. All right. So for those of you who didn't watch the game tonight, you didn't really miss a heck of a lot, a lot of big time injuries, but fortunately it sounds like most everybody's okay. And what I mean by big time injuries, not necessarily the players that were involved, you know, these are a lot of, you know, third, fourth string guys, but like serious injuries. The Eagles had two guys carted off uh, with head injuries, head or neck injuries. Um, Ajobu, or Jomo, rather, the uh, rookie defensive end from Texas, seventh round pick. He was carted off after getting um, kind of going to reach to make a tackle and then. Um, there was another uh, Eagles defender was coming in and kind of um, kind of ran into him. Well, they ran into each other, and uh, his neck kind of snapped to the left and uh, snapped back to the left, and so it was a pretty pretty hard hit. That looked a lot worse than the earlier uh, injury, which I never got to see. A, I never actually got to see a replay of what happened to the wide receiver Cleveland, Cleveland. Um. Yeah, Cleveland. I keep wanting to call him Cleveland, but it's Cleveland, um, who dropped the pass, then landed kind of awkwardly on his neck and shoulder, head and shoulder, and he was also carted off. But both the good news is, um, as far as Cleveland, he did have uh, movement all in all of his extremities. So we'll get a bit later report on him, uh, and I'll update you on the next podcast. It's just unfortunate for him because he's a guy who was playing well this preseason and, um, you know, trying to trying to make the team as a wide receiver. And then Ojomu, as he was being carried off, uh, he did put his thumbs up. So uh, encouraging sign from him before he left the field. So I don't have any late report on either of their injuries other than what I just told you. 
it seems like, uh, you know, they've uh, dodged anything very serious. But uh, I don't also want to jump the gun because I'm not a doctor and I haven't got any updates on either one of them other than what I just told you and what I observed um, while I was watching the game. Um, so getting back to seeing the Kobe Dean, I really, and you guys heard me talk about it earlier podcast, I was hoping the Eagles would play Nicobe Dean. I know, especially with the injuries they had tonight, I mean, you're always putting people at risk. Football is a violent game, but it's football, okay? You're not playing golf out there, okay? That's why I always I think these athletes are overprotected. If I was coach, I would not. I would be playing my starters at least a little bit in the preseason. That's just me. To each his own. Sirianni does not differently, and the Eagles choose to do things a little differently. Um, I would at least – you know, get my guys out there, every single starter, and get them to dress and play a little bit in the preseason. And, you know, roll with the punches, you know. It's just, um, I don't know. I just feel football is a physical game, and there's a reason why a lot of teams start off slow. And the Eagles are also a team that, looking at their schedule, they can't afford to start off slow this year. They can't afford any hiccups in New England or Tampa Bay or any of these, quote, easier teams at the beginning of the uh, schedule. And that's what always scares me about these opening, like it happened last year. The Eagles were down early. Now, again, I know Detroit ended up being a pretty decent team last year, but nobody had any expectations early in the season. And the Eagles were, you know, favored heavily, and they were trailing much of that game. They had to come back and win. So, and I I, I always attribute it to, you know, you know, starters haven't played, you know. But, again, it's just me, teach his own. Um, you know, I understand that if, if I, you know, was head coach and, you know, I had uh, Hertz and, and all those guys out there and, and one of them got injured and was going to miss parts of the season because of it in the preseason game, I get the back, you know, a lot of the uh, the backlash from that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old school for today's game in some, in some cases. But anyway, I was encouraging and hoping that the Eagles would at least play the Kobe Dean because – he is going to be a critical part of this team, and he's a guy who hasn't had that many reps, you know, to be as integral a part of the team as he's been. Um, you know, again, I don't mind guys like Kelsey and, you know, Lane Johnson sitting out. That doesn't bother me at all. But a guy that's going to be starting middle linebacker, the captain of your defense, essentially, you got to have him out there. He's only played 36 reps last year, and they were, most of them were, you know, not really on defense. Um, or at least not really, you know, he come in when the game was out of hand or stuff like that, you know. So they were, um, you know, they were just uh, pleas where the game was over, you know. So I wanted to see him in more, uh, not that a preseason game, you know, has a lot of meaning. I get that, but uh, you want to see him out there. And, and so the Eagles, I think, did a smart move having Dean out there. And, and he had a critical um, – you know, strip play. I mean, the giant. I mean, uh, the Cleveland was driving down the field and got inside the five yard line. Running back was about to uh, try to run it in for about the three or four yard line, and the Kobe Dean read the play, shoot, shot the gap, and stripped the running back from the ball. And Eagles recovered, so uh, saved a touchdown there. And uh, you know, the Eagles got the ball on on you know on a turnover. So it was a great, great play by Dean. Great awareness, and he looked pretty good out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down my stock ups and stock downs. And I have a good amount on both ends of this of the equation here. And I think I'm going to start off with my stock down because here's a guy that I was not a fan of them bringing here. 
those of you who listen to my last podcast know where I'm going here with this discussion because he was awful. Worse than even was last week. And that is Marcus Mariota. And if there's any Mariota fans out there listening, you may want to either turn down the volume or fast forward the, the podcast. Because this guy is about to get hammered. Um, there's no love loss with me and Mariota. Like I said, I didn't even I didn't even like the signing at all. He's being I didn't like I never liked him at all as an NFL quarterback. Um, I never thought he was any good. And now that he's here, I know he's not any good because I've not been able to see him up close. And he is terrible. And he was awful tonight. I mean, awful. Overthrowing everybody. Guys wide open, sailing it 10 feet over their head. Uh, one of his interceptions, guy was wide open. Nobody within 10 yards. He threw it over his head right to the safety. That was like just saying, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And overthrew everybody. Downfields, you know, short distance, you know, 15 yards out, overthrown. Anything more than 20 yards, overthrown. He just overthrew everybody. The only one he seems to be able to throw to is Greg Ward. That's what he did last week. He either ran the ball or threw to Greg Ward. And this week he – threw the ball to Gray Ward, and wherever he tried to throw elsewhere went over their heads or to the other team. He is awful. He is awful. And the way that Tyler, Tanner McKee is playing, it's two straight games now where this kid has been impressive to me. I thought he was impressive last week. I thought he was impressive again this week, even more so. And, look, I know he's playing against third stringers, but so is Mariota. I mean, Mariota should be excelling. This is a guy who's been a starter in this league, and he's struggling against second and third stringers. And then Tanner, for the second straight game, comes in, marches the ball down the field, throws the tightest spirals. I mean, I, I can't – every single throw is a tight spiral from this guy. It's just something that I've just noticed. I know it's just cosmetics, not a big deal. You know, but it's just – he throws a tight spiral. Watch him next time you guys see him. The tightest spiral. Every throw. I haven't seen this guy throw a wobbly pass at all. And speaking of accuracy, he puts it right in the basket. I mean, he is right now he is super accurate. And, and to me, for a guy that's playing in his second preseason game coming out of college, to be this accurate and making these good of reads, and he's spreading the ball around. He doesn't just throw to one guy. He's not just eyeballing Greg Ward and that's it. He's throwing all over the place, accurately, down the sideline, over the middle. You know, I don't want to get too crazy, but yet I am. I think I'm lobbying for him to be our number two. I have seen enough of Mariota. Like I said, Mariota, even if he was playing well, is only average at best. And I think he sucks, quite honestly. I think he's terrible. And I don't want him here. I didn't want him signed here anyway. And the Eagles are paying him $5 million, which makes just disgusts me because they let a linebacker go in Edwards, who they could have used that $5 million towards to keep him here. And then we wouldn't be so thin at the linebacker position. But they brought in Mariota. I understand you want a seasoned veteran running back, I mean, a quarterback. I understand that, and I know the Eagles liked him probably even more because he can run 
which means that he could they could still keep the RPOs in if something might happen to Hurts and Mariota needed to come in and could kind of run the same offense. But the guy can't throw. He can't throw. He is terrible. So, as you can tell in my anguish towards him, I want him gone. I want the Eagles to make McKee the number two or get another quarterback in here, one or the other. Because Mariota, I don't want to see him on the field at all if something happens to Jalen. I have zero confidence in Marcus Mariota. Zero. And he was horrible in this game. Horrible. I don't know if I have any more to say about that. I don't know how much more I can emphasize how bad he is. He was terrible. Good riddance to him. I mean, you know. They asked Sirianni after the game, and he's like, no, Mariota's our number two. I guess what else is he going to say, you know? I, I don't expect him to go out there and say McKee's now our number two. But you, they all have eyes and ears like we do. They all see what we're seeing. And Mariota has been god-awful. And McKee has been totally outplaying him. It's not even been close. Not even been close. And I know it's, it's a lot to ask for this guy to be a number two, but to me, like I said, not only am I talking about his accuracy – but he looks poised out there. He doesn't look like a game is bigger than him right now. Um, he doesn't have the, you know, the glossy eyes, the wide eyes, you know, and, and he's faced some pressure. It's not like he's been sitting back there with no pressure just pumping the ball over, you know. Um, he I saw one play where he moved up in the pocket when he to avoid the pass rush, stepped up into the pocket. It was, that, those are just stuff that you love to see. And he just has such a nice – I don't know if it's the delivery. It's just, but whatever, the spin on the ball that he puts is, is is really something to see. So I don't want to spend any more time on this. I just wanted to get that out of the way because that was a big part of tonight's game, if you ask me. And I'm not a big Mariota fan to begin with, so this is just now confirming what I thought about this signing, that it was a bad signing, and it is a bad signing. This guy is a not a good quarterback, and I'm not happy with him going into this season as our number two and uh, that's probably the way this is going to go. But I am glad that in case we have to go that direction, and if he stinks up stinks up the place like I expect him to, then at least you know the Eagles can has a, have a third option in McKee because I, I I like what I've seen from this kid so far. All right, moving on. Um, so obviously stock down on Mariota. If I could put six arrows down for him, I would. Uh, but stock down on Mariota. Um, Jalen Carter, I, I watched him quite a bit when he was in there in the um, first quarter. He played maybe, I don't know, half dozen to ten plays or so. Wasn't out there for too long. Um, he was a little underwhelming to me, and I'm not going to jump on him, but I have a stock down for a reason. You know, if he, if I was impressed with us all tonight by Carter, I would have a stock up, or I would just not comment on him at all. The only reason why I have a stock down on him is what I saw him doing was he tried at least three or four times in a row to do the same move that he did last week against the Browns. Or no, against the Ravens, rather. It was the Ravens guy. Where he, you know, shoved the guy to the left and then made a beeline for the quarterback. It was a great, you know, great play. It just shows the power he has. But the Browns clearly went to school on that. And were totally ready. Whoever was blocking him today was another second or third stringer. It's not a starter. Um, I saw like three or four plays in a row where Carter did that, tried that same move that he did against the Ravens and got completely stuffed and didn't, didn't do much of anything. So I don't know if it's warranted of a stock down, 
But, you know, because it's not like he's, you know, did terrible in the game. But he's stocked down to me because I just had a little bit more expectations from watching him more today. And he didn't do anything to necessarily impress me, especially when I just saw him doing the same, when he kept trying the same move for like three or four times in a row. Then he did change it up. So it's not like he did it, like I know, he was out there for like eight to ten plays, six to ten plays. I don't know exactly how many. But there was a good three or four in a row when he tried that same move where he shoves the guy and tries to, you know, just go in on but he wasn't able to do that. And then he did on maybe the fifth or so play that I watched him in a row, he did do a bull rush and didn't get didn't get did get some pressure or at least push the push the guy back. So at least he changed it up at some point because I'm like, dude, your move's not working. Um, but uh, so again, maybe it's a little bit too much to put a stock down on Carter. Now that I think about it, because he really didn't have a bad game. I just, uh, I guess I just was expecting more and I didn't really see much out of him in the limited time that I saw him in the game today. Uh, Nicobe Dean stock up for sure. I talked about him earlier. Um, he made that great strips um, strip of the running back uh, caused a turnover. The Eagles got the ball inside their five own five yard line when the Browns were ready to go in and score. Um, he looked pretty good. Otherwise always out there. Um, he played a little bit more, a little bit longer than Carter and some of the other, um, like Carter and Jordan Davis. They were only out there for maybe the first like 10 plays or so uh, defensively. And then they did keep Dean in for most of the first quarter, um, which was good. Like I said, I was happy to see Dean out there. And uh, and he played well. And he played well. So let's see. Now, here's this is going to be a controversial pick for those of you guys who are stock up, I should say. It, should be, it was going to be controversial because I saw a lot of people – in some of the message boards, um, you know, hammering McPherson. I have a stock up for McPherson. Um, and, again, some of you watch the game and be like, what are you talking about? He got burned on, you know, he gave up that touchdown. He gave up that, that, that wide receiver. He did get uh, give up some deep catches. He did give up some catches. So it's like, how do you keep him a stock up on that? Well, the reason is he was tight. He was on, he was on both guys. He was not burned. Um, he was not, uh, you know, out of position. Uh, he just, uh, the, first of all, the quarterback made some good throws and the wide receiver made some good catches. Sometimes you could be on the guy as a corner and still get beat. And so I thought from the play that I saw from McPherson, it looked good out there. Um, now, he also got carted off the field. I forgot about that. The Eagles actually had three guys carted off the field. I forgot that because um, McPherson actually did get to the sideline, then was carted off. And he does have an ankle uh, injury, and that one looked pretty bad. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he's got a high ankle sprain or something like that. Um, that would be my guess. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't think it's broken from what I saw, but I I definitely think he twisted his ankle pretty good, and it might be like a high ankle sprain, which would put him out for those things can last four to six weeks minimum. So. You know, he might be a guy that has to start the season on the IR. Hope not. Hopefully you get better news. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. <laughs> I'm just going by what I kind of saw, and they didn't really replay the, any of the injuries. So bad news by the, uh, you know, whoever was airing that game tonight. Never saw any of the replays on any of the injuries, except for one. Sorry, sorry. The um, they did show a Jomos. That was the only replay I saw. They never showed Cleveland, and they never showed McPherson. So, um both of them we had to kind of just see live and kind of see what kind of happened. But uh, but it wouldn't surprise me 
just from the just from my untrained eye, if he you know if the report comes back that he's got a sprained ankle and might be a high ankle sprain, which would be worst case scenario, if it's the latter. Um, Kimion Wallace uh, looked good again. You know he's he's a guy that started coming on the end of last season. Uh, when he got some regular playing time, you know, for in, with injuries and whatnot, even in the playoffs, and started showing some promise. And, you know, he's a guy that I've been high on since he was drafted, but he's never really – he's had some injuries too. So he's been kind of halted by injuries. And then when he's been out there, he's been burned on plays and missed tackles and stuff like that, some misreads. But I would say since the second half of last year, he's really started to look – um, like he's getting it, like he's just becoming a better player. And so far in, in that I've seen in two games now, I know it's just preseason. He's not playing at starters yet, but he's at least looked good um, at the safety position. So um, we'll see. He could very well be the uh, starting safety this year, opposite of um, of Reed, you know, Blankenship. Um, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Brown's, Brown, I know, is in the mix with that too, but – you know, it could very well be Wallace, um, but we'll see. I'm not making any predictions on that yet. But anyway, bottom line is stock up on, uh, on Wallace. All right. Um, Rashad Penny was in there for a little bit and had one carry where he took it about 18 to 20 yards. It was a nice run. So in his uh, brief stand, I think he had like two carries for like 18 yards. I think his first carry didn't really go much of anywhere. So he got like, you know, over a 15-yard run for sure on his second carry. So in his couple of carries, he, he looked good. Um, I probably, I, right now I got a down arrow on him, but I think now that I watch the rest of the game, cause he was in there a lot of the game. Um, Christian Ellis, who I've been, you know, he's been my sleeper guy and camp. So, but this just tells you how objective I am. If he deserves to get ratted on, I'm going to jump on him. And I have a down arrow for Ellis in this game. But I think I'll, what I'll do, I know I had a down arrow, but after watching the rest of the game where I didn't really update, um, I'm going to keep him just as neutral. He definitely, early on in this game, had a lot of missed tackles. And that's uh, what I noticed. But uh, in the second half of the game, he was playing much better and wrapping people up and, and getting much more involved. So he had a slow start to this game, but kind of came on later. So. I'll give uh, Christian Ellis a neutral for the game. No stock up or down, which doesn't happen often. I tend to go with guys that are up or down. But in his case, I will reverse his down to a neutral. Uh, Nolan Smith, another guy who got injured, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Eagles had a lot, of, uh, a lot of injuries in this game. But fortunately, it looks like most of them are going to be okay, uh, especially Nolan Smith, who was all over the field in the first quarter when he played. I mean, rushing the passer, he was getting um, hurries on the, on the quarterback. Never quite got to the quarterback, um, but definitely being an impact uh, from both sides, rushing from the left, rushing from the right. He was mainly rushing from the left, but uh, but he was, uh, he was everywhere. Great pass rush and um, really was disruptive uh, on the field. So, Great things coming out of Nolan Smith. And then he did leave the game with a shoulder injury. Uh, they actually put him into the blue tent, and then he walked um, to the locker room. So people were all wondering, oh, man, you know, is he badly hurt? But uh, but he came back, and he watched the game on from the sidelines in his equipment, you know, 
not that he was going to go back out there, but he, he looked fine. And uh, they talked to him after the game. I saw an interview with him and he said he's, he's fine. So, um, you know, he got nicked up a little bit, but, uh, but he's okay. So that's good news and a great game there and, and good things to see from Nolan Smith for sure. Um, stock up and it was initially down and he actually reversed it. He went from stock down to neutral to stock up. And that would be Trey Sermon. Sermon had a fumble early in the game um, after he made a nice catch and run. And um, towards the end of the tackle, he got stripped. Guy came in and kind of punched the ball out. Can't allow that to happen. Um, it was a nice play, though. I mean, like I said, outside of the fumble, which he cannot do, and which I initially put the thumbs down on for, um, or the stock down. But uh, but it was a nice play. The catch was nice. The run after the catch was nice. And then he fumbled, unfortunately. And then after that, later in the game, after McKee came in, uh, he had like a 30-yard, 30 30-plus-yard 30 touchdown run. Um, long, t- long TD run, and he, he read the – read the hole very well, and then just broke down the sideline and uh, for a long touchdown run. So stock up for Trey Sermon. It was good to see him also bounce back. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, they fumble and make a big a big uh, turnover, you know, because the Browns did get the ball. They could struggle, you know, mentally. They could get to them and affect them the rest of the game. And there was – you know, they showed on the sideline, Jalen Hurts going over there, talking to him. The running back coach went over and talked to him. I believe Boston Scott went over and talked to him. So he had a lot of encouragement after the play, which I think, you know, helps a guy out like that. And it was good to see, number one, for the Eagles to surround him and encourage him. And then for him to go out back out there and respond with a long touchdown run, it was good to see. So props to Trey Sermon. Ringo, the rookie for the uh, the other rookie from Georgia there, the cornerback. I have him overall stocked down. He got burned. Well, again, I use the word burned. Wasn't really burned. I'll take that back. That's the wrong word to use. But he did give up a touchdown, and it was a play where if he just turned around, he could he would have been an interception. But he was in position, but he didn't look for the ball. Didn't even though the ball was obviously being thrown to the wide receiver. He had good coverage on him, but if he had just turned around, he would have had an easy interception. But he didn't, and the wide receiver came back to the ball a little bit, and took it in for a score. So that's a learning opportunity there for for Ringo. Otherwise, I thought his coverage, even though he gave him some more passes, receptions, I should say, during the game, I thought he was at least there in coverage. I thought his coverage was good overall. There's some people online, some Eagle fans, that are kind of bashing him, and I don't think they're being fair to him, quite honestly. From my opinion, um, I thought that Ringo was, for the most part, in good coverage, and he just needs to he needs to increase his awareness a little bit more, um, which is key. I mean, I'm giving him a little break right now on this because it's you know he's a rookie, but I and I do still have thumbs down overall. But it's not like it's not like a Mariota situation where he was terrible. You know, he just uh, 
He just needs to, you know, figure that piece of the game out. And I'm sure they're going to, you know, work with him on that. Ricks, on the other hand, this is the guy that you may remember last week I was hard on. He's the one that had the interception return. Or not the return. Yeah, the interception return. Yeah, he picked off uh, the Ravens quarterback and ran it in for a touchdown. And then rather than celebrating with teammates, he decided to go and taunt the guy, the wide receiver, and then, like, taunt the bench. He was more interested in doing that than celebrating with his teammates, which I made note of, talked about it. And it kind of ticked me off about this guy because I'm like, who the heck are you to be taunting? And I don't know. He just seems to be a, a big-time yapper. And I don't necessarily like that unless you're a proven player. Like, I never had a problem with Deion Sanders. He would do his antics on the field, but he'd back it up. He'd back it up. Who's this guy, Ricks, coming out? You know, he's nobody right now. And, you know, just you're a rookie, dude. Go back, celebrate with the team, and get ready to go out there again for your next series. Well, this guy had had to ignore his teammates trying to celebrate with him to taunt the wide receiver, which I'm surprised he didn't get a call on, and then say a couple of words also to the sideline of the Ravens. And so today he's out there, and he got smoked at least twice, maybe three times. Smoked in coverage. Once was by Watkins. It could have been more than once by Watkins. He got beat on a backhander, a back back shoulder for a touchdown. Um, so that was one play he got beat on. And then he got beat down the field by definitely was Watkins who just smoked him. And I think Watkins beat him a couple other times, but he did not he did not have a good game. And then later in the game he makes him play again and starts talking smack again. Like he made one play where the receiver just like basically dropped the ball. It was kind of a catchable pass. He was there though, I'll give him that. He was he's covered on him. But then he, you know, has a few words yapping at the at the wide receiver again, and he was not having a good game, unlike last week. So, thumbs down on Ricks, the cornerback. I just the guy has some ability. I mean, he shows that he's got some talent, but this guy needs to stop yapping. I mean, he just seems to be like he's a taunting penalty if he makes this team waiting to happen. But uh, yeah, so stock down for Ricks. Stock down also for, oh, Dean Kane. Way too many drops from Dean Kane. He did have a two-point conversion that he did catch, which was a critical one to tie the game at 18. But other than that, he had uh, quite a few drops from McKee. Um, you know, and Tanner McKee, like I said, you look at his numbers, and I think he was like I don't know, 11 of 19 or something like that. He should be 19 of 20 or whatever whatever his numbers were. He should have like one or two incompletions because he put the ball on the money. There was five or six drops. Easy, not not easy drops. The catches would have been kind of difficult only because, they, they you know, a lot of times these the guys were covered. But he put it right in their hands and they dropped it. So, you know, McKee just – Really impresses me. I'm not again. This guy for only being a rookie, I ain't watching play at all on Stanford. I mean, he's brand new to me. But I tell you, from the eye test, for me when I look for in a quarterback, tight spirals, putting it right in the hands, reading defenses, poise, 
He's got those. Pocket presence even, I saw today. A lot to like from Tanner McKee. Hope he keeps it up because I think we need a backup quarterback. Actually, I know we need a backup quarterback. Um, talked about Ojomo and the Cleveland when the injuries. Uh, hopefully, they're both going to be okay. They were both taken off the field in stretchers. So the early reports are that they, you know, have feeling in their extremities. So we hope it's mostly precautionary and, you know, they may have stingers. But they probably maybe both have stingers. Again, I'm not a doctor, but they potentially could be stinger injuries. Hopefully nothing worse than that. But stingers can last a long time. That could be, a, you know, that that nerve injury could can, can hurt for a while. So hopefully they're both going to be okay. Um, last stock up would be Nagata. Or Nada, Ganada. <laughs> I don't really know how to pronounce his name. The wide receiver, which I've heard a lot of things – Good things about him in camp. Like, he's been having a good camp. So has Cleveland before he got injured tonight. But Nada had some nice catches today. Um, didn't go off like crazy or anything, but he had some nice catches. Um, you know, so I think the Eagles' depth behind Quez Watkins uh, should be pretty good. Like, the four and five, we're making it fourth receiver. If they decide to carry five receivers, you know, there should have some decent depth there. Um, more so than in past years, I think. You know, if they're going to go down that far. And you always got to go to old you know, Greg Ward there too. So you might have to keep on the team just in case Mariota plays because it's the only person that Mariota can throw to. So the Eagles and Cleveland finishing an 18-18 tie. And that's uh, that's the ball game, you know. They don't play overtime in the preseason. And the Eagles will play – I'm trying to think who they play. They play one more preseason game, and I don't remember who it's against. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure the Eagles probably won't play any starters in that game. Um, I doubt. I doubt it. Uh, probably won't see Carter, even Dean. I've seen enough Dean. I don't think you need Dean to play in that fourth, that third game. And then they'll be on to the New England Patriots for game one of the season. So, let me know your thoughts. Like I said, you can email the show at petwgp at gmail.com. You got any thoughts about the game? What do you guys think about Mariota? What do you think about McKee? You know, what are your thoughts on those guys? I was impressed by one. And confirmed by the other. <laughs> so, I don't know. Let me try to think here. Is there anything else? I'm trying to think of anything else I want to cover here before I let you guys go. I think that might be it for now. Might be it. Hopefully these injuries, you know, aren't bad. Anytime guys get carted off, though. Always could be a potentially serious injury. So we hope these guys, uh, we get the word that they're going to be okay. And uh, they can focus on the final preseason game. And then uh, we start the season finally. We can get this uh, 2023 season underway. So next up, I'm going to be bringing on Matt as a guest. We're going to talk Eagles. I want to get his insights and thoughts uh, heading into the season opener and what he's seen so far from this young Eagles team with a lot of new parts. 
And then we got other people lined up too. I'd like to get uh, our friend Johnny from the Commanders in before the season starts as well to get a little insight on the Washington team and uh, their prospects for the season. And uh, yeah, I already got a few other guests lined up for the year already as we work towards, uh, you know, getting some extra voices. I'm sure there's sometimes you just get sick of listening to me. Ah, is that true? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Well, thanks for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. It's always a pleasure to bring this Eagles news to you. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Again, make sure you share this program with all your other Eagle buddies. Let them know Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff is where it's at for the latest and great information all eagles all the time. Thank you once again. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And until next time, we'll see you later.